boards and committees, it is a huge commitment. You know, the um, it's not just the meetings, no. it's the preparation for those meetings. And it's in the some phone cases, calls. It's subcommittees the, for oh, particularly town council, school committee. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Stay Sherlock here for Franklin Matters, Franklin Public Radio wfpr.fm and in the local Franklin Mass radio dial in the home in the car 102.9 here in town clerk's office this morning for a session with our town clerk Nancy Donello. Nancy thank you for doing this welcome. Thank you Steve for always doing this I appreciate it good morning. (laughs) Good morning well and you know there's an election coming up this year maybe two but we'll talk about the big one first. Perfect perfect. That's the local Franklin biennial election. That's correct being held on November 7th up at the high school between the hours of 6 a.m. and 8 p.m. Um, and it is a town election. I will have early voting, early in-person voting. I will be doing that here in the town clerk's office. I will have extended hours, possibly a Saturday. Um, as we get closer, I will put that schedule out. Sure, and then we'll share accordingly. Thank yeah. you. <clears throat> and the positions this year, clearly it's every two years council, school committee. And then there are some other board positions that are generally four years, so there's a mix. Correct. So we have the Board of Assessors. We have two seats available. We have the Board of Health. Again, two seats available. Constables, there are three seats available. Planning Board, there are three seats available. And as you mentioned, um, School Committee, the full seven seats. And then the Town Council, the nine seats. Mm -hmm. And for the background for the listeners, if you're not aware, the reason the boards are four years is effectively a staggered Staggered term. term. So as opposed to council and school committee, which the residents even many years ago said, we want to be able to just wipe them all out if we want. (laughs) There's no rotation. It's everybody at once. But at least all the other boards, which are all volunteer, have some sort of rotation. So somebody is always being able to carry that. Right, which is a good thing. I mean, you don't want to wipe any of those boards out. Um, You need somebody who is aware of what's happening, what's transpired um, on those boards. Yeah, and they all provide certainly oversight, which is the key, um, for the individual departments and or commissions and or committees that are doing the work on our behalf as well. For sure. Yeah, it's important to have that perspective at least. And Unfortunately, we've seen more on the council and the school committee where you've got kind of one-issue candidates where they'll come in, they're all hot to trot, and then two years later, they're potentially gone. Correct. Because their issue has either been resolved or not, but they didn't realize that, oh, this takes some the work. commitment. <laughs> Absolutely. Being on these boards and committees, it is a huge commitment. You know, the um, it's not just the meetings. No. It's the preparation for those meetings. And it's in the some phone cases, calls. subcommittees the, for oh, particularly town council, school committee. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Some of these council members are out almost seven nights a week, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a t- it's tough it's tough but we do need volunteers we do need to fill these seats and it's important to give to the community that you live in and makes a difference yes 
And while the key piece in terms of the timeline uh, nomination papers, which is the first step in their process, well, at least officially, hopefully they've done some preparation as to what am I getting into? <laughs> Correct. A little bit of research would help. Right. Um, but yes, but, nomination papers will be available on August 1st, mm -hmm. starting at 8 a.m. Um, through closing to 4 o'clock. Um, nomination papers are due back, signed, um, by September 6th at 5 p.m. We will then certify all of those nomination papers. September 22nd by 1 p.m. is the last day to withdraw your candidacy if you so choose to do so. And then October 28th is the last day to register to vote. Mm -hmm. That is a Saturday. The office will be open from 8 a.m. until 8 p.m. Um, typically, voters will register through the online portal mm -hmm. um, or through the Registry of Motor Vehicles or by mail. We don't normally get uh, many walk-in people to register to vote. Right. It's all so mostly done. Ways. Absolutely. I was hearing Absolutely. too, and even some of the programs through the state are actually fed Medicare. There's a not so much an automatic, but there's an opt-in for registration for vote. One hundred percent. Yes, you and can that, go that's anywhere. That's relatively new. Right. It is. It is. And the state has a relatively new portal as well. And I mean, you can go anywhere and you'll see a QR code register to vote, you mm -hmm. know, and right. you can just register to vote right yeah. through your um, smartphone. Right. Make it easy. So there's honestly no excuse. Right. And then, and so then once you're registered to vote, <laughs> make sure you vote. <laughs> That's the second most important part. <laughs> Absolutely. And there's yeah. really no excuse not to vote. You know, you can request a ballot by mail. We're happy to mail out the ballots. Right. You can come in and vote anytime you want. Um, you know. And ballot by mail, I think technically there's still an absentee ballot. There is still an absentee. For people who are going to be out of town for particular reasons, business, whatever. Correct, correct. Most people, most people we now do um, early voting. You know, right. a lot of the seniors um, are still absentee, and they're what we call permanent absentees. Mm -hmm. So they request a ballot on sure. a yearly basis. In January, we'll send them a request and they'll submit it back to us and that we call them our um, permanent absentee voters. Right. So they'll get an absentee ballot. Yep. But for the most part, um, mail-in voting is all early and basically they're the same thing, Steve. Yeah, the only you know, difference the is the color of the ballot for counting and validation purposes, but it's the same ballot. It's the same, it's the same ballot, yeah. so um, correct. And then we'll get into the counting and validation process separately in another one, but yeah, the, while it's the same ballot, maybe different colored for visual, the process behind it is all the same. That's right. That's right. So the color difference that you're talking about, the um, absentee and the early are both the same color. It's the day of voting. Mm -hmm. That's a different color. Sure. And that separates the um, early and absentee from the day of. Correct. So you can do that accounting and separation and reporting accordingly. Absolutely. Yeah. And in processing the ballots, um, where uh, in prior elections, state elections, um, state primaries, I've opted to do the um, uh, the advanced opening and the advanced deposit. Right. It's not necessary for a local election because unfortunately, Less the turnout, volume. correct, the turnout is, we don't have that volume. Right. So we can process yeah. the ballots during the day. Yeah. And that's when you see the wardens standing at the ballot box and they're inserting the ballots. Mm -hmm. They're inserting the absentees and the um, vote by mails. They have to get in there somehow. Right. So.
and there's an entire process around that. We, we've covered that in prior recordings. We'll put the links there for the refresh, and then I'm sure we'll get into both the testing of the machines, et cetera, later this year in prep for Absolutely. November 7th anyway. So back to the nomination paper. So a candidate or potential candidate comes in. They pick up the paper for their board, and I think there's a difference in number of signatures. Absolutely. So town council, there is a requirement of 100 signatures. Other boards and committees for um, towns for the town um, are 50, 50, 50 signatures. Right. And then and effectively, they, anybody can sign as long as they're a registered voter in the town of Franklin. Absolutely. Right. And yes. then you effectively have kind of a rolling validation process in terms of if somebody comes in that first week and then a week later drops their papers off with the 50 plus, 100 plus, you'll certify those at that time and let the candidate know. Correct. So they're certified within, I, we basically do it the same day. Right. Um, and we notify the candidate that day mm-hmm. right. via email, and I'll make a phone call as well. Sure. Congratulating Congrats. them. Congrats, yes. That's right. Yeah, you now, made you it. You're going to be on the ballot. campaigning. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Order those signs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go stand up in front of Stop and Chop. <laughs> yeah. Or at the triangle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember those days. Oh, yeah. yeah. All good stuff. And start the conversation, at least, um, in regards to whatever candidate position you're going for, what are the issues, talk to the folks, find out what you're going to do, let them know what you want to do, and picking up on the nomination papers and the signatures, so any candidate, certainly any registered voter, but then the voter signature, that really has to be reflective of their registration requirements correct or at least be close enough to be validated that oh this is the right person absolutely so we're checking those signatures um, against their either their registration card or if they did their if they registered to vote online mm-hmm. I have a picture of the actual registration card right in the system right. so it makes it easier for us to match up the signatures mm-hmm. right yeah, so again, it's just from a security perspective, it's valid voters who have been registered that at least are can actually sign multiple papers. There's no restriction on oh, how no. many papers you can sign. Nope, there are no restrictions. What I would recommend is if you are required to get the 50 signatures, get 60, get 70, right. because yes. you don't know. Um, you know, someone may tell you, yes, they are a registered voter, when in reality they're not. Or inactive. Or inactive, correct. During the course of the nomination paper process through to the due date, the chance to retake their name off if they've decided not, that affects the ballot positioning. Because if they do decide after, which is their choice, but they would still appear on the ballot. For sure, for sure. That's why I have that data. If you choose to... Um, withdraw your candidacy, I need to know prior to ordering the ballots. Mm -hmm. Or your name will be on the ballot. One way or the other. That's right. (laughs) That's right. So while we talked about the main election, November 7th, there's this other thing that may happen called with the Tri-County School Building piece, and that decision still is in an August time frame from what I understand? Hopefully. I'll find out in August. I'm a planner, and um, the election is supposed to be October 24th. It was a two weeks prior to mm-hmm. the um, town election, so right. we'll be basically working on two elections at the same time. So um, this is a district 
statewide election, there are 11 clerks that decided on the date and the time. So we have settled on a date, as I said, October 24th, between the hours of 12 and 8. We are mandated to do only four hours. We opted to go from 12 to 8 to make it more convenient for you know people who mm-hmm. may be working. Um, and yeah, that would be not just a special election, but also a relatively unique. It's the first time we've done that in Franklin, to my understanding. First time, I think, a regional school has done that to this extent. Uh, there are other regional schools kind of in the same process of determining what they're going to do with their facilities, because in many cases, like this one, the building's 50 plus years old, Right, needs some repairs, and the key Major. question they've gone through is what what does it cost to repair, renovate, build an addition, build new? That decision still has the Mass School uh, Building Association or building a, a building, MSBA, whatever mm-hmm. their last name mm-hmm. is. They have to make that decision. And then from that decision point, I understand it's the 120 days right. for the communities to make their decision, which is why you ended up with October, October 24th. 24th. Correct. Yeah. So I'm hoping to get some more information very, very soon mm-hmm. yeah. and <laughs> on this election. And for those who may not have heard about Tri-County, I'll include some links. There was a presentation in June that gave the latest update on terms of the projected costs. Still, things are open and not finalized yet, and that's why we're all waiting. Correct. We'll see what happens. The other clarification, too, is while you've got from 12 to 8, there's no early voting. There's no mail for that. It's strictly in person. Absolutely. On period. that day. That's yeah. right. Which will be one of the key factors for the 11 communities and Tri-County as a region. I mean, it's really going to determine on who comes out to vote that day. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Um, and just one more point on that. This election is not precinct specific, whereas um, the town, primaries, state elections are all precinct specific. It is a district-wide election, so it doesn't matter what precinct you live in. You're going to come, you're going to check in, and you're going to process your ballot through the tabulator, again, not mm-hmm. precinct specific. Right. So you don't have to right. go to your precinct. I'm not even going to have all of the precincts set up. All nine. Absolutely no, not. I'm probably going to do two or three. Yeah. Right. Yeah. With two or three tabulators, <clears throat> yeah. probably two. Yeah. In a perfect world, I would love to do it here at the town hall um, so I don't inconvenience the students mm-hmm. you know, at the high school. Sure. So stay tuned for updates on Tri County. That certainly will be a key election, a special election. In particular and it's also going to be somewhat complex to the extent that the first vote as I understand it from a district perspective so all 11 communities is simply to approve the building yes or no financially how each of the communities funds it is a separate piece that remains to be determined how we Franklin would do that that's totally separate correct yeah so we don't have to get into that that's not your responsibility. No. You just, the election's here, you count the ballots. <laughs> That's it. I give them a number and we're done. And then Tri-County and the school committee will be coordinating all the other communications and obviously will assist in that. But yeah, we'd, uh, it's going to be something new for all of us to go through and figure out. Exciting. <laughs> something new to learn. Yes. yes. <laughs> At least it's done this year as opposed to oh thank goodness thank goodness i know it next year is going to be 
challenging, but I'm mm. up for the challenge. And you know yeah, me, I no, love my elections. <laughs> absolutely. And we'll get into next year, next year yes, for sure. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's too early to figure besides just the spring get, primary, September primary, November election. Right. That's, Let's get through these elections first <laughs> and then we'll start on the next. Indeed. So if people haven't registered, registered. They can register almost any time. Absolutely. Anytime. <clears throat> Stop Correct. in the office. Um, if you haven't stopped in the office, stop in the office because there's, there's more things that you can do here besides Definitely. register to vote. I think that covers it. Unless you've got anything else you wanted to I add? I do not. I think um, we've covered everything. If anybody has any questions, obviously call me. The number here is 508-520-4900 or certainly email me. Um, and Danello at franklinma.gov. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for taking time this morning, Nancy. Thank you, Steve. It's always very helpful, and I certainly appreciate your dedication to this community. You are an amazing man, and we're all lucky to have you. Thank, thank you. you. And congratulations <laughs> on the birth of your new grandson. <laughs> thank you. Yes. And for the listeners, a quick reminder, we do this because Franklin matters. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tintype Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.